we had started like planning this out and like put in our notice at our other jobs in like April of 2020. And then we didn't take over the Doctor West location until June of 22. So we had like two years. And at that time, like there wasn't many things open. Started working at Kismet Bagels. Yeah, so it was like, real we went from sitcom to bagels, you know? You know? Like, we're brewers and the world is ending. And now we're going to make bagels. I like wrote a resume. I'm like, I know nothing about making bagels, but like I know about fermentation and I like bagels. Back to the Brewdat Podcast, where something's always brewing. I'm your host, Richie Tevlin. Today's guests are Kyle Wolak and Brendan Bowden. Bowdwin. Bowdwin. Founders of the area's hottest new brewery, Carbon Copy, located in West Philadelphia at the former home to Dock Street West, uh, where they serve pizzas, snacks, uh, alongside their in-house beer and wine. So welcome. Thank you for coming Thanks on for here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's first episode, so wanted to have somebody, you know, big on here. We're, on, we're honored you thought of us. Yes, you know? get things started. So I figured kind of start this off with like uh, kind of how I found you guys. A little compliment, but um, so my <laughs> we friend. We love that. So. Yes, of Sorry. course. So you guys used to work at Tired Hands, right? Yep. Um, so my friend Kevin used to work at Tired Hands. Yeah. And he told me, you know, a long time ago that you guys were kind of doing this. I didn't know the name of your brewery or anything, uh, but he just told me that like you guys were looking for a spot. And then I saw Michael Klein's article in the Inquirer about, you know, everything that you guys were doing. And, you know, just instantly in the article said that you guys worked at Modern Times, Three Floyds, Hill Farmstead, War Pigs, and Tired Hands. I'm like, I knew you guys were from Tired Hands, so I knew it was going to be kind of a big thing. And then I saw the resume. I was like, oh, shit. Like, these guys definitely know what they're talking about. Um, so I just I knew that it was kind of going to be successful. Like you guys kind of knew exactly what you are doing. And then from there, I saw your Instagram, and I was like, they definitely know what they're doing. You guys, it was like perfectly curated opening, kind of exactly what you guys needed to do, like publicity-wise, getting the social media stuff right. And then your can art from the start was just like, better than everybody else's so it was like yeah. a hot Thanks. start appreciate it, like, it. <laughs> like i thought you guys were gonna do good and it was like exactly kind of how i think everyone was expecting you guys to open like start off as one of the top guys in the city well we so. had a lot of time too you know yeah. like we i mean we just we had been working together at tired hands for a few years uh and then brendan kind of approached me and was like hey i kind of want to like do a thing yeah I'm like, so it was you first or you guys both had the idea it was Brendan. Brendan approached me first. I mean, and and like I hadn't really been thinking about it too much, but like when I heard like he wanted to do something, I was like, with you for sure. Like Definitely. I feel like we work really well together. He's like super talented, so I was like, yeah. If it, if I was gonna start a brew with anybody, it was gonna be. With what did you guys do at Tired Hands? Um, I was the head brewer at the fermentary. I was like in charge of like okay. hoppy beer production basically, yeah. and then then um, I ran the dispensary, which is like the oak fermentation facility nice. um and um at modern times i had done some lab work so i built out a lab at at tired hands so got both like that program started and then um they had, were building out the dispensary when i um moved to take the job so nice. kind of grew that into um what it was and um kind of expanded a little bit into cider and wine and then uh they lumped in coffee with that as well so worked nice. with the coffee roaster is there, how about one more thing <laughs> yeah is there plans for that uh on for coffee for us yes no not right now no. yeah <laughs> yeah we, um, we do love coffee but yeah we focus on what we wear doing. a lot of hats yeah. already um you know and we figured with uh you know starting a brewery and and managing that and running that you a know brewery a tap room a winery yeah like, you guys got so many things going on right now. Yeah, I got to go do punch downs on the wine yeah. later. So Nice, nice. Where is that winery? It's in Kensington? Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, so I guess you guys are both from production backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, worked front of house first and okay. then uh, then moved into production after okay. that. So was that a big transition kind of when you guys opened up, kind of learning, relearning that process? Or you kind of knew how it was all going to operate, kind of the steps to service and everything and setting up the tap room? Yeah. yeah. Again, we had like a we we had started like planning this out and like put in our notice at our other jobs in like April of 2020, and then we didn't uh, go into the space. Uh, we didn't take over the Doctor West location until June of 22. So we had like two years, and at that time, like there wasn't many things open. 
Uh, so at first we thought we were gonna get like front of house jobs and that didn't work out right away. So we actually started working at a bagel shop. We started working at Kismet Bagels. Nice. Yeah, so it was like real we went from brewing sitcom-y, to bagels. You know. You know? Like, <laughs> we're brewers and the world is ending. And now we're going to make bagels. I like wrote a resume. I'm like, I know nothing about making bagels, but like I know about fermentation and I like bagels. Yes. So like, I'm a, I'm and they, guy. Please hire yeah. me. They were growing too. And like, yeah, so we started doing that. But then once once things started opening back up, we like got jobs at front house and, and places. So nice. we, we kind of like... Dusted the cobwebs off of our uh, yeah. Yeah, service the, background. Yeah, the managing aspect is is a lot different, and um, it's like anything. You have like an idea of I want this to be this, and I want us to do, you know, service this way, and uh, most of that stuff gets through. But you know, you got to be malleable and and edit some of that stuff. Yeah, Other, first, I mean, one like, did you was your vision when you first kind of ideated this? Like, how much is it different now from when it was? Was it a whole different plan or was kind of exactly a, kind of what you guys are doing right now? From a beer perspective, I would say we're we're pretty right on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, we actually are making more, I guess, lager than we originally planned because we wanted, you know, to build up a system that, you know, we could do step mashing and a little bit of decoction on yeah. before we, you know, we're like, if we're going to do it, we really want to do it. Definitely. And fortunately, um, that worked out with the brew house that's at, at, that nice. was at Dock Street. Yeah. Um, that's now a carbon copy. Uh, yeah, but I guess the one thing that differs from like our original plan was like at first when we were like looking at spaces, we were kind of going for the the more uh, classic style of like a brewery in a warehouse and you just kind of like open up and you put some tables out and you know and like we couldn't re- we didn't really find like the perfect space and then when we finally found out that Doc Street was leaving and there was the opportunity there, like it all just kind of fell together. Like at first we weren't really, considering having like a full service restaurant aspect to it yeah but um we also kind of lucked out because uh our our third our third chef partner he uh we had worked with him in the past and he was working at pizza spots at the time so when we realized we were going to have like this pizza element like we reached out to him and and it all worked out timing wise that like he and was, actually had a pizza oven already built there right yep. they did have a pizza oven we've since replaced that one they had yeah. like a wood-fired pizza oven yeah. which we were rocking with for the first couple months, but it's pretty small, and so we and we focus heavily on pizzas. We have like a smaller streamlined menu because like yeah. we want to spend more time doing like the beer and stuff, but we want to have those options for food as for well. Sure. So we ended up switching it up and getting a electric deck oven, so we're able to like push out more pizzas at a time, and and that allowed us to do like traditional like takeout pizza because at first. The oven could only fit four at a time, so on yeah, Fridays was, and Saturday nights it was like rough. Backed sure, up yeah. and then yeah, people in the house. Yeah, and it's the, cooking right next to fire, so if yeah. somebody doesn't turn it or it gets stuck, it's burnt. And yeah. if you ever had to tell somebody like they can't order a pizza for takeout, they're like, "What do you mean I can't order <laughs> yeah. takeout from so this pizza, pizza restaurant?" Yeah, like you're like, a pizza place. Like, well, we're a brewery that has pizza. It's a little yeah, bit different. That, that was what we were saying all the time. Yeah. we're a brewery that just happens to have pizza. We're not but, a pizzeria. Yeah. But we most certainly are now. Yeah. Your peaches are very good. Thank Your you. wings are unbelievable. We we put them up against anybody's wings. I mean, our pizza yeah. as well. But the like, we're always like, I know I'm biased, but these wings are really good. The wings are a little bit of a sleeper, you know. Like a lot of people do wings, you know. But like, I mean, people always tell us like, oh, the food is really great, and it's, we're like, yeah, because we don't like our our partner Bill. He's like the one who. Like oversees all that. It's like that's why it's so good because he's a professional. He's yeah. We get to eat and have opinions, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great job. You can tell it's like something unique he's doing because the we got like some Indian pizza. Yeah, the samosa. Samosa that was awesome, and then the wings like had some like Indian twang to it a little bit. It was like I I got the salt and pepper ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That or there was um. Yeah, awaze, which is like an Ethiopian. Yeah, I like, we had sauce. a couple of them, but yeah, it was like definitely something a little bit different to it. But they were they were awesome. Yeah, kind of like riffs on the classics. Riff know? on a classic, <laughs> but yeah, having the food has been great, and um, you know, I think if the pandemic hadn't happened, doing something like what our initial thought was, like you know. It's intimidating to think about building out like a kitchen, and you know, you're like, we're already trying to take on so much debt to. To build something out, like Definitely. having an entire other aspect that, like, we we both worked in kitchens, but like none of us are qualified. We're not, yeah, yeah. Expert I've washed a lot of dishes and done line cooking in high school. We're like, that's yeah. uh, we're like, we'll stick to what we know. 
But through through the pandemic, I feel like it was, you know, when we kind of came on, like the uh, the idea of like getting Doc Street, it almost seemed like a no brainer because it seems like people are looking more for like an experience, like an experiential like space and a place where they can go and like have a few beers and be like, okay, well I can have like a pizza and that'll help, you know. Yeah. Uh, so with that, save that off. You guys moved into the Doc Street. You guys are serving pizza like they did. Are a lot of your customers like old Doc Street customers? Was there any like kind of follow through on that? Like, there's, you... yeah, there's definitely like repeat customers. I feel like we're at 50th and Baltimore, West yeah. Philly, and that's definitely like a a very like community focused like corner. There's like a bike shop, a coffee shop, yeah. and then like we're like we have the brew pub there, and like there's a lot of people that like live in the area, and like they went to Doc Street. Doc Street was there for like 17 years, so like. If you lived in the neighborhood, you knew you could get pizza and beer from there. Yeah. And it's been, like, a lot of people have been pretty receptive to us, like, offering that, but having it be slightly different than, because yeah, we're not doing the same pizzas, like. Yeah, some people one. had some expectations. They're like, well, Doc Street had this. We're like, well, we're not Doc yeah, Street. Yeah, you're not Doc Street. You're your yeah. own thing. Yeah. And that took a little bit of time for, for some people, but there's a few, like, you know, we have some people that come in every other day and, like. Were like the corner spot or their neighborhood yeah. bar. So yeah, I mean, you go. What other places are there in West Philly, brewery wise? I mean, I know Tired Hands is a little bit further out. That's not really West Philly, but you guys are kind of the only people that are out that way. Yeah, we're, right now, technically, yeah. we're technically the only we're the only brewery. Yeah. west of the Schuylkill in Philadelphia proper, but uh, two locals is building out right now. Oh yeah, yeah, should yeah. Be, yeah they're, they're pretty they're far along. We saw yeah. them last week, and they said they're hoping to open by the end of the year. So. Yeah, Rich said tanks are coming in next week. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's or. Oh, yeah. I guess the dates he said are next week. <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> Time does fly. Yeah, I'm sure he's going through a lot of kind of what you guys went through a year and a half ago, where it's just like this looming thing over top of you, like trying to rush to get this thing open. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, uh, It took us a little bit longer than we thought. Um, we, we took over in June, and we optimistically slash didn't know any better. We're like, oh, we could get open in like three months. And it took us six months, which like in the grand scheme of things of building something is like long. not long at all. Yeah, but if we said six months, we're like, oh, well, we got six months. Yeah, no, you know, we're months. like, yeah. Yeah, so we... You got to light a fire under under your ass a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So what, are you guys fully built out? Like, are you guys canning there and everything? Like, I know when I first visited you guys, you guys were still like kind of setting up a little bit. You guys were still ma- making beer there, but yeah, you guys yeah. still had stuff to like... Kind of build out there. Is yeah, we, set up? we we are pretty much set up. I mean, it's always evolving, you know. Like we 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 bought a lot of equipment from Dock Street, and like we're we're like upgrading it as we can. And and we did buy a canning line from the start, so we have like a small three head filler. Nice. Um, and I think we got that yeah, up we, and running in January. In January, yeah. We didn't have it. Yeah. It was a overwhelming amount of stuff to do and deal with several different government. Sure. You know, <laughs> branches and yeah, uh, just hard enough. Yeah, just didn't have the time to to get them out to to commission the whole thing. But uh, they have to commission the canning line. Yeah, they come out and they like you know, it's it like, like well, I mean, no, stuff. like oh no, like the, the company that we bought it from. I got you. Right. We bought it new and they're like, we'll come out and like set it up and like walk you through how to use it yeah. all. So yeah, but we couldn't get that schedule. Like we ended up opening before we could get that scheduled for them to come out. They need like more. More time than like, hey, can you come out tomorrow? Yeah, like and, base in Nebraska. Yeah, nice. So, what about the winery? Like, is that just a full-on production facility over there? Yeah, yeah. It's no plans to make the the winery like a public space. Okay. Um, you know, there's takes a lot of space, and you know, it's not the I, I not the cleanest. Much about wine. Is it almost like open fermentation? Like, yeah, yeah. Everything we do is um is just kind of like a natives yeast or spontaneous cool. fermentation cool. uh we crush the grapes or we destem them or we press them directly and um you know the yeast that's on there or on the equipment yeah. in the air that's what does all the I fermentation mean, that's so popular right now with the natural wine stuff yeah I mean, like joe badia and like that whole crew that's like you know kind of leading the charge of restaurants in philadelphia like they're all about it and it's like you guys are now making your own natural wine in that neighborhood it's yeah that's cool. yeah i mean i didn't drink a ton of wine like you're probably in the same boat didn't yeah. drink a ton of wine until like it kind of came upon natural wine and you're like oh like this kind of philosophy you know is something that i'm like much more interested in there's you know you yeah, know i don't have any fermented grape juice with sulfites in it yeah <laughs> yeah and a lot of people you know that have grown up in you know 
have more, you know, traditional wine backgrounds, like they're like, oh, like this can't taste like that because I was taught that it can't. Yeah. Where, you know, we're drinking funky, wild beer, spontaneous beer, and you know, those, a lot of those flavors and aromas aren't as jarring to us. When craft beer got started, like you're trying to teach people what craft beer is. Yeah. Like wine, you're telling wine people what natural wine is. Yeah. It it was it was more of a does this taste good you know, do I enjoy this? Then like, is this technically flawed or does this fit this specific rubric? I mean, rubric? it shouldn't matter at all. Like even beer styles, like the style guidelines are just theirs. Like telling, it's almost telling the consumer what to expect. Not like, yeah. this is what it should taste like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like natural wine is kind of the same thing. Like if it doesn't fit into one style, it doesn't matter. As long as it tastes good and it's balanced, yeah. that's what's important. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I guess how many beers do you guys have right now? We have three right here. Fest, Koi, and Vin, are these your top three? Um, I would say, I mean, Bindle and Koi, we, we have all the time. Fest is obviously just a seasonal mm-hmm. one. Um, but yeah, I would say the only one that we don't have of our, like included in our top three would be our IPA. Yeah. Both, both Koi and our, our IPA, uh, which is called Gully. Yeah. Um, they're both kind of like more of the modern, like hazier style, but we also do a lot of like, uh, West Coast style IPAs as well. It's just like a style we really like too. Is that so? You guys said you guys are doing more lagers now. Are you? Is it mostly IPAs and lagers? Um, so you guys have a lot of English like pub ales and stuff. Yeah, we yeah. definitely try to like our our uh, our idea is to try to be more of like a '90s or early 2000s style brew pub. Like to have a lot of different like styles and strengths to beer. So For like, sure. if you like a certain style, you know, like you can enjoy. You know, I. I'd, I'd, I don't like having it be where there's like ten IPAs on, you know, or Definitely even if there's like, place. even yeah. if there's like ten lagers, you know, like I love lagers, but I also love hoppy beer. I love Belgian beer, you know, like just to have a variety. So like, there's a little bit of something for everyone, you know. Yeah, a little something for everyone. You get to like show off, like, no, we actually do know how to make all these different beers. It's not like I just only know how to make hazy IPAs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I love pepperoni pizza, but I want to eat a samosa pizza, Definitely. you know, sometimes, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, but it's been nice doing a variety of stuff and, um, you know, kind of getting behind that and other people, I think, pick up on that. And, uh, you know, we've been selling a lot of dark mild and a lot of, a ton yeah. of pills and some other stuff that we were like, all right, let's try this out. And like, you know, we'll, you know, if we're excited and other people that, are working there excited about it i think that like translates a lot Definitely. a lot into the customer base yeah i think uh kind of the same way that like lagers are getting so popular now like the english style milds and pub beers it's like just lower abv just super drinkable um it's just you know very easy easy for people to kind of get like yeah. especially like on like on-premise sales kind of thing where you're like in drinking at a bar like eating pizza like I would much rather drink like you know a lower ABV, you know either English mild or lager, as opposed to some like nine percent triple IPA. Yeah, I like to drink beers. Yeah, we want to have so multiple I like to have beers. a session and have like a several beers, you know. And like we've also noticed that too, like when we brew a, a double IPA and like it doesn't do as well like on site, but like cans to go. I think people are just taking them home and they're like, I want to have this strong beer at home. Yeah. But when I'm out, I want to have a couple of like lower ABV. Yeah, I mean, listen to your brewers. Like, what are we drinking? Like, I think every brewer drinks low ABV beers. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We've been hitting the West Coast IPA though too. It's yeah, a, that's lower, like six four for sure. But yeah. we 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 try to stay like five five and under. That's kind of like our our favorite stuff to brew. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys gotta have like one pocket that like, you know kind of works and kind of like exploring different you know different hops or like different kind of aspects of just that one style. Yeah. We also have a brew, brew, brew house from the '90s, so like, yeah. it's not really built to brew huge yeah, batches it's a, of beer. It's like, yeah, a, it's for ten. Fire? Like what? It, no, it's steam, but it's okay. like an old pub system. Yeah, I mean, um, it looks like it's like got the copper sides. Yeah, it's got yeah, the yeah. copper clad and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's got like a mash kettle and then like a lauder ton stacked on top of a whirlpool. Nice. So like, <laughs> usually where you have like the hot, you know, your hot liquor tank down here, it's it's a uh, it's an interesting setup, but it's it's cool. We Every beer goes into the, you know, we mash into the kettle and transfer it over and yeah. run off from there. Mm-hmm. How does the whirlpool work? Like, if it's going underneath, are you adding hops in the whirlpool or like you just add it in like at flame out? We add the hops in there. Around. You just have to like, when you start knocking out, you have to like 
set a timer like don't open the door for at least 10 minutes okay. otherwise <laughs> yeah. Hogwarts might come at you yeah so. and occasionally it still does and you just yeah that's part of the fun yeah. yeah is it just you guys brewing right now uh we have one other guy who's like working part-time okay. in the brewery um but we do most of the like war production but his name is al he like he has his own like startup beer brand called concrete blues i've heard of that yeah yeah he's like yeah, focuses we did a- on like uh Pub ales and like nice. British styles, cask beer, that kind yeah. of stuff. Nice. Yeah, so. he's got a, he's got his own cask engine at his, really? at his uh, his house. Yeah, it's like in the garage. Yeah, it's serious homebrew setup. Yeah, like your own engine. I have a kegerator at my house that I never use. I couldn't imagine having <laughs> yeah. a cask engine. Yeah, like filling a pen and be like, all right, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. But yeah, we did a collab with him for the uh, Barrel and Flow Fest, nice. um, which worked out really great. It was kind of like a perfect. Uh, like a no-brainer, and then um, he yeah he's looking to start his his brand. Uh, I mean, focusing good, mostly on like, public. I mean, he's starting his thing, but he finds somebody that's hungry and like they want to learn. So like yeah, you know, exactly. He's probably got some time before he's ready anyway. So yeah, get somebody that's ambitious in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so collaborations, you guys are doing. I feel like you guys do a lot of collaborations. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just from an outside perspective. I no, know, I feel like it's, it's yeah, it's stuff. it's more than we were we were expecting. But. Yeah, definitely. More, yeah, it's just kind of like they happen organically. Like we we've worked at a lot of spots and like met a lot of people over the years, yeah. and and people are like, oh, I'm coming through Philly, and and we're working all the time. So the easiest way to hang out with them and also still work is to like brew a beer together. So definitely. it's like, yeah. yeah, come on by, we'll brew a beer. And yeah, then, uh, and now that is our decision. We're like, we can brew with whoever we want. And, yeah, and. <laughs> You know, we like to, I mean, I'm sure even a few times, so I'm sure you've seen like a lot of the same beers on. We like to rebrew a lot of the same beers and really dial those in. And then, um, like yeah, the collabs, like the and then like, yeah, the collabs so, yeah. have been like a, like a great extension of like, you know, we want to brew this style of beer. Or like, you know, uh, like our friend will brew like a lot of double IPA and we'll talk about how we do ours and they do theirs. And we kind of yeah. mash that, like those, those processes together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you guys just did a collaboration with Indie Hops. We talked about this before. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we use a lot of Strata in our um our Stratus our number one yeah uh, IPA Gully. Gully. Nice. Do you guys have hops that you guys use more often than others? Uh, I mean, we use Strata, Idaho Seven. I mean, Nelson Sauvin, Motueka, like yeah, Citra Mosaic too. Like all the all the popular ones. It's nice. not like yeah, that. but we try to use some that I mean, we're really into. Uh, well, Brendan's really into Crystal. That's yeah. his it's a sleeper. Yeah. Crystal's a sleeper. Really? So, yeah. That's I mean, crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're also really into Chinook. You yeah. Know? Like, I feel like that Chinook doesn't give that Chinook, much love anymore. I think, like, 10 years ago, it was an awesome, it was a cool hop, and then it became a less cool hop, but now it's like, it's it didn't go white. It was still very good, just people weren't brewing with it. Yeah, and Simcoe's kind of making the same comeback. Uh, yeah, so oh, for like, sure. Simcoe's, like, I mean, Simcoe's one of the greatest yeah, hops of like, all time. It's almost like five years ago, like, people were brewing with so much Citra and Galaxy and Mosaic. Yeah. It's like all the hop suppliers were like, what about, it? like, this? these hops are still good, so now you can kind of get these other ones that, like... Yeah, they just yeah. plant them everywhere, and Definitely. then they're... They're kind of a shell of what they used to be yeah, in some yeah. in some regard, and they're like pulling citra out. Yeah, you know, so it's kind yeah. of crazy in that. Placing it with Chinook. Yeah, I heard Chinook in Michigan tastes like mosaic. We have you guys um, ever done hmm. with that? We haven't gotten mosaic from it. Uh, we initially were using. Um, yeah, Chinook. we were using Michigan Chinook because it's like, like real we pineapple. Like a pineapple flavor. Yeah, yeah. Like more fruit but yeah, than more like more fruitful yeah, than like normal Chinook. It yeah. was definitely like a. Yeah, just the way that it's grown out there. Yeah, we use the Indie Hop Chinook right now, and um, in Oregon, it definitely has a little bit more of that that fruit forward instead of like super definitely. piney, I, spicy. I don't know if it's like my dumb brain, but like when I think of like cold weather, I don't know if Michigan's cold. I've never been to Michigan. It's pretty but like, cold. I'm from Indiana, cold. so it's it's cold. I like, think it's about hot like in summer though too. Cold but. weather places as having like more bitter resinous hops. It's a dumb idea. But like I feel like hotter places should have fruitier hops. I know that's not real, but it sounds it feels weird that like the fruitier Chinook is coming from Michigan and not yeah. some like drier, warmer climate. I know that doesn't that's not. No, how I get where you're coming from. I mean, also but, like you think about New Zealand hops, and those are like some of the more fruit forward hops, for sure. you know, with the yeah. hotter climate. But yeah, there's something going on in New Zealand. Like they have like they talk about like having higher thiols, and they're like have no idea why that's the case but like they're i think the 
their Sauv Blanc is the same way. It has a higher amount, and I don't yeah. know if it's the sun, if it's the... New Zealand's just an odd place. I think yeah. everything's crazy yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> it's all upside down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's where Lord of the Rings is, so yeah. uh, who knows yeah. what's going on yeah. down there. Yeah, middle Malvern, Pennsylvania, 53-ton road. Locust Lane Craft Brewery keeps it simple yet flavorful, crafting beers that are traditional and crave-worthy. Bring your friends and family to enjoy their outdoor deck, Sunday brunch, and slow-roasted meats from Foster Ave Farbery. You can find them on Instagram, at Locust Lane CB. Once again, that's at Locust Lane CB. And if you're not in Chester County, don't worry. They ship their beers statewide, so head to locustlanecraftbrewery.com for more info. So... Um, I guess I mentioned earlier, like, I think that you guys have, like, when I saw your social media, it was like, you guys clearly had something different than everybody else. Like, your merchandise is cool, your can art is cool, so you guys have great style. Do you guys have kind of like an art director? Is that, like, coming straight from you guys? We have, like, a, a designer that we work with, and he, like, kind of, like, put together our... Your ideas? Our, like, our brand, and, like, yeah. we worked with him, like, from the beginning, and, like, yeah, he helped us set up... The, the brand from the start and then also like worked on like label development. We, we still work with him, but he's not like our in-house. Uh, we couldn't afford to have yeah, him yeah, in-house. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. but His yeah. name is John Schubert. He has the Schubert studio. He's out of Dallas, Texas. Nice, nice. But yeah, it was actually a super fun process. Like we started that, I mean, we probably started working with him like three years ago and just kind of discussing like what we like about like like branding in general and what we like about beer branding and what we don't like. And, you know, yeah, here's, you know, a hundred images and yeah, he can like kind of like interpret what like, yeah, like it's almost like you guys know what you want, but you guys can't like explain yeah. it. It kind of takes exactly what you want and like is able to kind of yeah. interpret that and put it in a visual. Yeah. Send pages and stuff and be like, we well, like this, like, you know, I remember like some of the, the font were like, oh, this A like doesn't really connect, but that's like a cool thing. And he took that and and just like was able to see what we wanted and like from all that stuff just narrowed down and just he crushed it. Yeah, that's uh, it must be wild, you know. Like as like a brewery, you know, like I'm thinking about like making beer, but you guys are like thinking about making beer and thinking about like what what the A's look like in like certain letters and yeah. stuff. Like it's crazy how much how how little like making beer is a part of like having a brewery for sure you but know? you're still like doing full-time <laughs> but yeah, on top yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that. It's like, yeah there's just so much to think about so much to do um but i mean it all works like everything that you guys are doing like it seems like the brand itself is like so kind of correlated and like thoughtfully put together it makes sense thank you yeah we wanted something that was a little more like like timeless like it looks kind of like it's it has like a classic feel but it doesn't you know that sometimes you'll get a can you're like oh i remember when everyone was doing that in 2015 yeah. and you know this Brewery eight years later is like still doing that and it like looks it's like not Avatar. It's, you, like you guys yeah. didn't go on and just like you know copyright infringement and just like slap yeah some yeah we're, there. Like, yeah not a, you know, not a like big fan of that very much its own thing so like carbon copy is that did that have anything to do with like trying to be di like what is the name yeah it's, copy? it's tongue in cheek <laughs> it's, there's a lot of breweries that were starting and just the same and, thing yeah and it's like oh what's Oh well, um, other half is they made a lot of money doing Hazy IP. It's like we're gonna just do that. We're gonna we're gonna put out new beers like every week, and and we're gonna be the next other half, or we're gonna follow this trend or do that. And then our our thing is like you know we finally get to do our own thing. Like we want to do our whatever we want. Yeah. I I mean you guys clearly did it right. And I think it it might be like a product of like you guys have so much experience in the industry. Like you guys the trends are like at this point craft beer like six months old so it's like every six yeah. months there's something new but you guys have seen so many so many of these things it's just like you guys understand like hey listen like you know the new hot thing is not always going to be here like you understand kind yeah. of like how to just stay centered on what exactly you want to do and then just focus on yourself and not worry about like copying somebody else yeah and i do think that just like kind of like getting behind something like brendan was saying earlier and being like this is what we do and like i hope you like it if not, that's okay too. But like, this is what we do. We don't. We don't want to like have to bend to anybody's like, whatever they want us. To I mean, it's what you guys want to do. But you guys are talented enough to do that. It's not like you know some home brewers come out and they're just like, I brew what I want to drink, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. but like, if you're making you drink, like, fifteen gallons at a time, that's one <laughs> yeah. thing. But if you're making, yeah, I th more. I also think when you've made a lot of beer, you can 
or you're like, oh man, I wish I was I'm making all this. I wish I was making that. And you know, at a certain point you're like, oh, my happiness doesn't need to be solely derived by like doing stuff. That's just completely like selfish and like, oh, I only like this. So I don't want to make that. And some people do that, but there's uh, a few beers. Like we don't really drink a ton of like, you know, kettle soured tart beer. Um, you guys make that? Yeah. Yeah. We actually just can one nice. today. But other people like that, and it, you know, helps fill out, like, a whole draft menu, and you're like, oh, like, I think it's, I can be happy watching someone else enjoy Sometimes this. Sometimes it's more enjoyable to give other people gifts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But we also haven't, like, you know, nothing we've brewed so far has been stuff that we're like, we don't like this, or, you know, I feel like a fraud brewing what's it, the craziest you know? thing i mean i brew fraud fraud beers all the time i have like, <laughs> three soda showers but i mean i like them but and i like kind of hey, that's not a fraud then yeah. you know it's yeah, like yeah. It, it's something like you what like you're saying, like the clientele yeah. at like at where i'm at is like a little bit different than like we're like a larger like center scene. oh like, yeah we're getting a lot of like you know uh happy hour people coming down like not like craft beer people there's kind of people who can get drunk sometimes yeah and, like, oh, they yeah. think like some of these like fruity candy beers like they're because they're not plugged in the crafting industry it's like totally unique to them because they haven't seen it you know five years ago yeah but um yeah like what it have what's like the craziest thing you guys have done so far have you like i mean you guys are still yeah. so new it's almost like too probably soon scared. To, like, start. yeah we brewed a double ip with the veil okay and uh oh, matt that tarpy the down there that yeah. was the i saw you guys at uh two Ro- Two robbers, right? Yeah, oh, right, yeah, 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 and that was yeah time. for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that was the same day. Tarpy came to to hang out, and he's like, "You you got space to fit a brew in?" And yeah, um, and it wasn't even that crazy. It was just like things that we didn't normally use. And like Brendan was saying, like when we collaborate with people, we want to like kind of like meet in the middle of like what our approach to double IPA is and what his approach is. And we use like some palm sugar. We used Phantasm, the like uh, Sauvignon Blanc, yeah. Great yeah. Must, and what a, uh, Rewaka was in there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, just a, it was just like a big double IPA that like I don't normally like gravitate towards that. Like if I'm out at a bar, but like it was fun to brew it and like see his perspective on it too. So like, and yeah, it's kind of funny to say that like the craziest thing we've ever brewed is like a double IPA. That was like, <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, but like if most of the things that you're brewing are like more like what you're saying, pub styles or lager styles, like it yeah. is kind of like, and it's. You know, for some people that are less experienced, like it might not be crazy, but like because you have so much experience, like you know, it is very much different than what you're doing. So mm-hmm. like you know the nuances, of like using Phantasm and all this other stuff, where like you know it's not just a double IPA. It's like a double IPA with like all these extra things in it that make it special. Yeah. How do you like? Do you guys are you guys close to people from Vale? Uh yeah, well, I think we had both met Matt Tarpy like over the years. Yeah, and, probably. And, Beer festivals, 17 you know, like... or 18 at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then there were, I mean, there was like a real festival circuit pre COVID, and you know, you'd see a lot of, you'd have these friends from like all over, and yeah. you'd see them, you know, not that we got to go to every single fest, but you know, you'd see people that you're like, you know, I see you more than some of my other friends who like live in the Definitely. same city, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, the only place I brewed in at Flying House was in Frederick, Maryland, and then Philadelphia brewed in Victory. So, like, mm-hmm. the only people I know are in Philadelphia and Frederick, Maryland. But you guys mm-hmm. have been in Copenhagen, San Diego, Chicago. You guys have, like, yeah. been in all these different markets. I'm sure you have, like, your network is probably enormous. Yeah. And, like, when I was living in Copenhagen, like, uh, McKellar, like, was part owner of the brewery I was at called War Pigs. And, yeah. like, his whole thing is like collaboration. So like there'd be a festival and all these American brewers were coming and be like, try to fit nine breweries into like a collab schedule in like one week. It was, it was wild, but I did get to meet a lot of great people. So it was, it was definitely worth it. So you know, who's the guy that owns Beating House? Do you know him? Uh, Well, yeah, uh, there's several. Yeah, oh, Keith Shore. Well, I guess there's also somebody from Tired Hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin is also involved. They have a a great crew there. So, yeah, I I did actually meet Keith. It was funny because I met him out there, and he actually is from just outside of Philadelphia, and then I ended up, like, moving to Philadelphia. (laughs) So I'm like, hey, I live here now. Like, what's up? Let's hang out. So... It was cool to like get to know him. How was too. Denmark? You just you went out there to brew beer, or was it? Yeah, like I I was working at Three Floyds. I was a production brewer there for like five years, 
And when I was 21, they were just like, hey, do you want to move to Copenhagen, Denmark to open a brewery for us? And Wait, I was you like, were a production manager and you were 21? A production brewer. I wasn't a okay, production okay. manager. No, <laughs> I, I, I was just on the floor, like okay. brewing boots on the ground for like five years. And then they were like, hey, do you want to open this small brew pub in Copenhagen, Denmark for us? And I was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. So, Wait, is that what Warpix is? It's three Floyds in a Keller? It was, yeah, but now it's since changed and they've separated from each other and they both own the war pigs name independently so there's a war pigs no. in denmark that's owned by mckellar and there's a war pigs in the united states that's owned by three floyds they're it's an interesting breakup is, i guess you know they that has to be like the most dramatic brewery <laughs> family of all time <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know them personally i actually I, actually called him gene last time the last episode so yep but um from Evil Twin, but mm. uh, yeah, I don't know. It's exciting. They're characters. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Um, so I want to talk about your names for a second. What, I mean, all your names, I, I have this theory. There's Seltzers started off as like one and two syllables, and then like they started running out of names, so they started like three syllables. Like it was like very, like all White Claw, Truly, High Noon, Busy. Neutral, stateside, surfside, everything, all the original seltzers were all two syllables. And then they started running out of, out of names. It was Happy Dad, Two Robbers, Topo Chico, Lover Boy. It was like, it almost became like mm. they extended and there was like more syllables to them. And now like you're seeing craft, like there's so many, there's 9,000 craft or 10,000 yeah. craft brewers. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's putting out new beers every week. So now it's like all like the one and two words of like an adjective and a noun are all taken up. And like one and two syllables are gone. And now people are like basically making like full sentences, their beer names. Yeah. Your guys, it's one word, like <laughs> one syllable things. Is that yeah. something like that you guys are thinking about doing or? Yeah, we like to stick with just one word, keep it simple. I mean, it sticks out. It's like, it's it's clean, it's fresh. It's, I mean, it's the, your whole brand is like so like clean and like organized. It's like it kind of pulls it all together. Yeah, for the names... Like we have it, a meaning or is it like Well, it's funny cuz like you're or? making it sound like there is more of a meaning. It's yeah. it's way simpler than that. We just want to well, we do try to stick to just one one word names. And I think that's because yeah, there's a lot of two word, three word names and then like you can get more into like, oh, this is like my name, but like having one word is almost more vague. But our only our only like a uh, like I don't even know what to say. How it is? Our only like rules is it just has to be a word that's good to say. It's you want to order it. Are if it was them, a, like, are, are some of them even words? Is moat a word? A word? Yeah, moat means a, a yeah. Word, yeah, yeah. Some. I mean, we start off kind of like trying to tie stuff. I still try to do that, but like some of it's like so not to the beer. It's like to a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but like a moat, like moat is like a. It's a small particle of something, so we're like, oh, we want like a small Belgian table beer, and like that's just a gotcha. just a cool <laughs> cool is, word. So like, sometimes yeah. they have me- more meeting than they do, but then like for koi, koi for instance, well, actually, koi kind they of all have yeah, and it's like just glad people keep thinking about it. Yeah, and then... yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um sometimes it's just like, oh, that's a cool word. Like, what would that word be? You ever like, get that? You're just like, someone says something to you, and you're like, I'm not paying attention to you right now, because I just heard whatever word you're saying, I'm trying to remember it. Yeah. I usually yeah. just wind up texting Kyle, and be like, what do you How think about, about this? this? Word? <laughs> yeah. And then you go, that is cool. Yeah. And there it is. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> nice. So you, I, do you guys have like a notes app list on your phone? I think every brewer does. Yeah. 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 Well, there's like 300 <laughs> names along with this Yeah. <laughs> The best is when you like look at it and you're like, what was I thinking with this one? Yeah, yeah. You wake up the next day yeah. and you're like, what? I was on a tear. My yeah. WhatsApp is going off the rails. Yeah. Which is good. It's If opening a brewery has like, taught me anything, it's that sometimes taking a while to figure things out is a good thing because then you have time to edit and rethink and reshape and you know kind of come up with a better version of you know, what, what you wanted. Like your perfect idea that you just thought of probably isn't so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you a week from now, I'll be like, last week me is an idiot. Like, what do you think of that? <laughs> what about, I mean, the wines, are you guys just calling them like, like kind of what they are? Is that a little bit different? Yeah, for now. Are you guys going to, any plans to package the wine? Yeah, we're um, hoping that, I don't know, maybe next year, maybe the following year. It's, it's tough because there's, 
one harvest a year and kind of get one shot to do it. And depending on how much storage space we have or, you know, like what's available or how the, you know, how the year went, um, is it in barrels or just tanks or like how are, how does it work? I don't know much. About uh, just tanks but... right now. Um, we might put some stuff in barrels, but we're not making anything. I would say that's like, you know, super. Is light. natural wine? Can you do it in barrels or like? Yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah, a lot of people do. Um, some longer age stuff. Um, but we're not making. We're making like lighter, higher acid, younger, fresher um, wines. Have you guys ever tried to do like a? beer wine hybrid i know sometimes people like do like fruit kind of drink beer hybrids is is that yeah like secret drinks on your menu that like Uh, this wine mixed with this is this we haven't done any yet but it's something that we're definitely like going to work the natural wine kind of has like some different flavors almost like some earthier sour kind of twang yeah might might go with like a saison or something yeah we haven't done any yet um i did a lot of them at at Tired hands. I'm sure you guys yeah. are like you know experts at that. Yeah, a lot of uh, I like kind of launched an entire like clear bottle, um, like series that was all like, whether it was wine, beer, wine hybrids, or like we did one that was like honey and blueberry, but it had like the tannic qualities yeah. of a wine, that yeah. kind of stuff. So it's it's cool. So you guys are both you guys like met each other at Tired Hands, and like Tired Hands is like known for the milkshake IPAs and these super heavy, double, like, crazy hopped IPAs. But you said the craziest thing you've ever brewed here has been a double IPA. Like, you guys are focusing on something else. So yeah. you guys come from, like, all this experience. And it's, like, you, it's not even like you guys cop or copying them or, like, just t- took their recipes and opened up something with a different brand. It's, like, truly kind of coming from you guys. It's not yeah, from it's, these other people. Yeah, that the idea of the, doing something like that just seems so... Boring. Carbon copy, like yeah. exactly what you're saying. It's also, like, yeah. Also, sometimes when you get experience, you don't learn about what you like want to do, but what you don't want to do. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We we just wanted to do like stuff that we, you know, stuff we liked and stuff that you know, it, you know, other people enjoy. And uh, also, you guys are like in West Philly, so you guys are around Penn and all the other colleges. Uh-huh. I feel like. You know, again, dumb idea. I feel like the s- smart people drink West Coast IPAs and like more bitter beers, and like the now kind of like the ha- super hazy milkshake IPAs. Not that like dumb people drink them, but I feel like it's more of like a refined palate drinks like a more bitter, balanced like pub ale. It just I don't They'd know. Like come mind. through the other side. Yeah, yeah. Know, I can like, like see somebody from Penn like enjoying like a pub ale and like a West Coast like more complex West Coast IPAs as opposed to like some just like hazy IPA bomb we don't get that many I, I feel like we do get some people come from the yeah. colleges but like More we're, so we're pretty far back but, yeah but last year not just not a ton yeah not but I also remember. we're still just I mean we're we're less than a year old we opened in December of 22 so coming up on a year and still just kind of like laying that groundwork like letting people know we exist like some people walk by and they're like oh it's not doctrine anymore and then some people walk that by and say Oh, it's not the farmer's market anymore? That yeah, was yeah. what was there before Dock Street, and that was 17 years ago. Oh my so, God. like, yeah. <laughs> even then, people are just like, oh, I thought it was a farmer's market here. It's like, no, that was 17 years ago. So, But it's a really diverse group of people out in West Philly, and we're kind of on the border of two neighborhoods. So, like, a lot of times you come in, and you'll see, like, a really, really diverse crowd, and um, a lot of people that have, you know, been exposed to, you know, had a brew pub in their neighborhood for the last 15 years. So, um, you know, the idea of craft beer isn't, isn't it, new to them. Yeah. So they're like, you know, they might've gone on the journey. A lot of people do where you're like, you get into craft beer and then you shoot up to the craziest, you know, hoppiest beers or sweetest beers and kind of come back down. Yeah. Uh, come back down there. It's like, all right, let me, I can't be drinking like double lactose IPAs. Yeah. Like, Ooh, yeah. I'll have a, pub beer thank yeah. you but that also being said like it is so diverse and we're talking about like a diverse lineup of beers but we also try to offer other drinks for i mean we make our own wine but then we also offer like cider and like uh, pennsylvania made spirits non-alcoholic yeah. drinks and as well as like for our food we have pizzas and snacks both like for omnivores vegans everything so like we try to just be a little bit of something for everyone so like if you go if if you're a beer lover and you come here and you can bring your friend who's like hates beer, they can sell something things. that they like too, you know? Like 
that's kind of the the goal of I think every every place now is to try to like have the most like wide casting net to everybody to definitely get as many yeah. people. I mean I don't know many breweries that are making wine. I know some people like at Philadelphia bring them excited, mm. but I don't know many. I don't. I don't know if I can name any. I guess. I mean, Tired Hands does it right, but yeah. I, don't, I can't name any other ones that make wine. Yeah, I don't as well. know if they still do. In Philadelphia, we're technically the first. Okay. According to Michael Klein. Okay. But <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, it's real. But yeah. there are a lot of great uh, urban wineries also in in Philadelphia, and we've like met some really great people that way it's just like we just happen to be doing both at the same time how's the wine scene is it like uh is it much different than the beer scene yeah yeah is it like uh like the craft beer scene where like everyone kind of knows each other is the wine like do you guys know the wine people or is there like wine conferences and kind of like there's not like wine there there are and um there's definitely wine festivals and there's a few that are, are geared more towards like the style of wine that we're making and um there's a few where like I would like to go to one called like Wild I think it's called Wild World, um, and they do like natural wines and ciders and um, you know uh, mixed fermentation beer and stuff like that. And um, there's one called ABV, which is anything but vinifera, and vinifera is like the you know the classic wine grapes that everybody knows. And we use a lot of hybrids because uh, they grow a lot better in the area, and we are looking for stuff that has less, you know, has potential to, um, have less inputs, like more, you know, less sprays and less harsh chemicals yeah, like yeah. used on that, which then goes into the, into the land that they're grown in. And, yeah. um, so there's like ABV, uh, so like native grapes and, um, hybrid grapes and stuff like that. So some things we want to get into, but we're pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, so I'm, you mentioned that you guys use Phantasm powder before. Phantasm powder is grapes, right? It's not even hops. It is. Yeah. It's like a Sauvignon Blanc grape must that's turned into powder from New Zealand. Yeah. But that was the first time I've ever used it too, was making this beer. It's powder? Yeah. It's powder. Yeah. It's almost like dried. Yeah. It was a little difficult to get into the tank. I mean, I, I feel like it's just kind of like it's different than what you normally do. So you don't have like a process that like makes sense. Like, I mean, yeah, it's just we like, just dry yeah. hopped with it. Some yeah. people use it in the mash or in, gotcha. in the boil, um, but it's like super high in thiol. So um, you know, getting a lot of that. Is that beer out yet? Yeah, it's called Skid. We have it on like draft and gotcha. in cans right now. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything planned for the future? I mean, I I know you guys are like. You guys are probably now just getting to the point where you're like have your feet underneath of you, but if you guys, you, I mean, you guys literally just opened. I mean, in brewery life, this is like you guys are still brand new. You guys yeah. have anything plans to kind of do what you're doing, or just keep kind of track that you're on? I mean, I think we we both are looking forward to like responsible and organic growth. Yeah, you know, like I think uh, in the past, more beer was the only like. Uh, way to track how how much you were growing and i don't feel like that's the same different industry yeah it's a different industry so like i mean we are very happy with our spot right now and like having a nice experience there and like hopefully we can maybe expand that to other places to have other experiences but yeah just trying to keep making the best beer we can making more wine being able to package the wine eventually and kind of like just kind of digging into the stuff we're already doing, just expanding it. What's your distribution like right now? Like besides the tap room, where can we find you guys? You guys all throughout the city? We are in a few like bars and restaurants. Like right now, it's like we wear a lot of hats, so we're also out delivering the beer. I would say the most consistent spots. You guys are, like, are delivering the beers. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. But back in time to manage the restaurant. Yeah. So um, I'd say the the spots that we're at most often. I mean, we're we're on draft at. Fountain Porter pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, Fiorella, like the Italian restaurant. Yeah. And where uh, uh, Wilder. Four in West Philly and Wilder in Center City. Like, yes. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully some more soon. But like, yeah, just because we're also doing all the delivering, you know, we got to like grow slowly yeah, and make sure we. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to work on getting out a little bit more. There's like, you know, some parts of the city that we're not, you know, we don't have any presence in. And, yeah. Um, you know, looking to 
to try to you know dot the the map definitely a little i mean i more. feel like your brand is like already established like you don't need to do anything to your brand it's like kind of just introducing people to it at this point it's like yeah it's just like you've already yeah. established yourself with just kind of bringing in new customers and you guys have still so much potential for that yeah yeah and and uh you know philly's so neighborhood centric people Dude, hate leaving yes. their neighborhood so <laughs> it's a weird city yeah I so it, but it's yeah. much different than all, all the other cities yeah so you know you, you like you said, kind of get that in front of them and uh, introduce them to the brand, and they're like, "Oh, well, we can go out there and we can have, we can have dinner and we can like make a trip out of it." Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I guess you guys want to plug anything for uh, any upcoming events, beer releases you guys have. No, I mean, mm. I guess the only our thing anniversary's is, yeah, coming up. Our one year anniversary. We're still working out the details, but like, yeah, you guys are have a little party or something. Yeah, we're gonna have a little, a little party. Some, That's some. what we're trying to do. Nice. So uh, December tenth is our official anniversary. So probably like around that weekend or something, cool. we plan on uh, doing something. But I'm just not that we don't have anything planned yet. I'm gonna leave you guessing. You know, it's shrouded in mystery, but everything mm. is definitely planned and awesome. intentional. Awesome. Yeah, and you can follow along at. Carbon Copy Philly on Instagram. Nice. Yeah. We also have a Facebook and a website. Yeah. Our Facebook pretty much just Is reposts everything from <laughs> yeah, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> cool. No TikToks or anything? Nah. It's just Kyle's personal <laughs> still, dancing still TikTok. Still trying to figure out how to reel. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. I can't even reel yet. I don't I know. think we I'm for TikTok. We got to get, get the reels. <laughs> Definitely. All right, cool. Well, it was great having you guys on. Yeah, thanks, yeah, for, thanks having for having us. us. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to have you guys on maybe in like a year or so, kind of like see where you guys are at now. I mean, I, like you guys are still, like I said, so new and fresh to this that like kind of I'd like to see like your next steps kind yeah, of. Yeah, that'd be great. Forward. Um, yeah, so just to wrap up, you know, this is the Brew Dad Podcast. We'll be on whatever the other week. And uh, you can follow us at the Brew Dad Podcast and then at Brew Dad on social media. Cool. Yeah.